Welcome back to Deconstructing Damsels. I am your host, Jessica, and today I will be talking eight, eight cozy nights with Courtney from the Cult of Domesticity, and I hope you guys enjoy it. It's coming in just a minute. Before that, a few things. I'm out of school for a couple of extra days longer than I thought, so if you guys want to tweet at me at Damsel's Podcast, email me at damselspodcast at gmail.com and you have a suggestion of what I can do, uh, give me an idea because the survey is out and I will talk about that later in the month. But until then, I am looking for guests, so hit me up, let me know. I'm kind of hoping you guys want to join in on the fun too. I'm getting ready for the next year, and I'm in school, so we're trying to, like, do a little bit of housekeeping before. Okay. Secondly, thank you to all my Patreon supporters. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you, D and Jade. Kind of one. Dee Dee and Jade are their sister, so they get their own little section. Thank you to Carrie. Thank you to Kelly. And thank you to Marlena. I want to give you guys the biggest thank yous and much love. If anyone wants to listen to any kind of content that you're not going to find on the main podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash damselspodcast. And for $2 a month, you get exclusive content. And this is Christmas month, so that means there's going to be more to be found, like more movie reviews that are exclusive to, again, Patreon with me and my husband, which will be fun because there's any number of Hallmark and Netflix movies and stuff. I'm probably going to talk a little about the Bridgertons early next year on there as well. You know, you can join for a dollar a month and you get access to early releases and your name on the podcast as well. Just check it out. Last little bit. The third thing. If you hear snoring, I am so sorry. My dog has been in this room the entire time I've been recording with Courtney. And she had her little snoring sessions, as she does, because she's older. She has some chest issues because of prior trauma. And so she has her own little world of snoring. I don't know if it's going to be in here, but I thought I'd say thanks for listening and sorry about that. Now, on to the episode. (laughs) Enjoy Eight Cozy Nights by Julia Wolfe. With Courtney. Okay, so I have brought back one of my favorite people, Courtney, for this episode. We've already been talking for 30 minutes because it's us. (laughs) Yes, because we like you guys enough not to make you have to listen to us for the first 30 minutes. We actually go into the point of the the show at some point. We keep that for you because we like you. Yeah. Also, you don't need to hear us catching up. For that no, because like we basically only catch up either through Twitter DM or on here, and so it's like once a month or so. So it's a lot. We have a good time. It's fine. It's it's a lot, lot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a whole thing. So whatevs. I mean, you got okay. to see a picture of my baby nephew, which is a was and a miracle. And he's so cute with those little lips and the little thing. Yeah, he's a he's he's a chunky baby, you know. Yeah, but he's, he's chunky in that he's nine pounds. Not that he's chubby, but it's just like oh, he got your chubby cheeks. 
and he's a he's he's a football ready to. I don't know what that word is, but I don't know. I mean, at least I didn't make a reference to Polk High, so I'm giving myself credit here. He is as cute as a latka. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably mention today we're reading Eight Cozy Nights by Julia Wolf. And Hence the I know latka some, joke. <laughs> yes, and I know that some people have been waiting for us on a Hanukkah because this is actually book two because I read the first story that I recommended and it was so bad, I begged Courtney not to read it because it was just that bad. It was like, how did I put it? It was something like Left Behind meets like, I think, Touched by an Angel <laughs> meets like Kurt Cameron's debut directorial thing. It, it was a, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it was, you told me it was a very big hot mess of inappropriateness. And I was like, and not the good kind of inappropriateness. Yeah, no, like... it was just bad. It was like... If anyone on Patreon, anyone in the Patreon has listened, I did one called, like, it was it's like Sarah's Thanksgiving Miracle or Gift or whatever, and it's by the same author. I didn't realize that when I recommended it because I hadn't read the, the other one yet, and I was like, woof. Like, I was not putting this on anywhere near it because I am not putting that kind of um, disrespect on my – yeah, and, and I'm not putting that disrespect on my podcast because I like my listeners and I would like to keep you guys and I like you to the point that I think you're people and I don't want to piss anybody off. So I do think about this when I pick the books, guys. They're not always winners, but I do actually think about this for you guys. I mean, we did read that coronavirus romance which is a patreon exclusive and my husband laughed the whole time he was editing it oh it's like an hour it's like an hour and a half so because it's not just a coronavirus book it's also the things that come after which i'm not gonna lie i don't think i've laugh cried <laughs> so much while recording so i think we both were continuously laughing and crying because mm -hmm. we had a tap out while we were going we were summarizing and going it through and I didn't read it before. You had all 18 pages of it. <laughs> I knew I knew all about the, the anaconda in his pants. I mean, it wasn't an anaconda. It was but... a medium-sized python. Get it right. Yeah, I know. But or the microwaved fish tongue. <laughs> or the spikes just... <laughs> okay, so let's go back to the good stuff. Yeah, this was... This was, I enjoyed it. I, I chuckled to myself. I had a great time. I did too, because like, okay, so I went on Twitter and asked for people, um, I, I asked, you know, what's a really good, what's a good Hanukkah, uh, Hanukkah story? Because like, I know Hanukkah is not a major holiday, It's it's but it's part of the season. And I wanted to find something that wasn't, you know, the most gross thing you could find on your tongue. And there were only like a two or three that were on Kindle unlimited which we both have right now because god bless good friday because i got two months of pre-kindle yeah. unlimited and so i've been reading it and so i was like okay i can access this and i don't have to pay for it and no offense to paying it was just at the time i was low on money so <laughs> like you know things come up and so podcastings came up so i had to pay for things and i was like all right and i was like okay eight cozy nights and we picked this in part because you wanted it because it sounded like Eight Crazy Nights, the Adam Sandler song. Yep. 
<laughs> and then I got it stuck in my head for about two days. <laughs> so just sitting at work thinking about it. <laughs> then thinking about how I wanted latkes. And then I was like, I don't want to make them. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of effort if you've ever made potato pancakes. It's a lot. It is. Like, we don't have the same ones here, but like in Germany, they make things called puffers, which are they're like they're like flattened hash browns, but they're not like the hash browns. So in America, in hash browns, you get like little like bricks of them in the freezer department. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, like they're they're more like puffs, like they're soft and you know they're flat, but they're like like puffy and they're nice. And I I usually make them for my husband. I get them frozen. I make them for him in the morning when I make him his breakfast because he has two breakfasts a day because he has to go to work so early. I make him one breakfast and then. I make him another breakfast usually when he comes home if I feel like it, if I feel good. or I mean, unless I don't feel good. But now that I'm in school, he does it. But, you're um, just telling me he's a hobbit. That's all you're telling yes, me. Yes, exactly. He is a hobbit. This man eats, like, all the time. Anyway, so <laughs> our our grocery bill is mostly him. Uh, <laughs> I, I buy, like, the fruits and the veggies. He buys, like, the pretzel sticks and big packs. You know, like, because you can get a, I mean, to be fair, you can get, like, a bag of pretzels here for, like, 38 cents, so. It's a good deal. Yeah, and they're, like, and they're, like, the crispy kind, you know? They're not, like, the, the, they're inexpensive, but they taste really well, especially if you dip them in something. And I make cheese sauce, homemade cheese sauce all the time. But, like, so I, I was, like, okay, the latkes. And if you, if anyone's has ever read, um, uh, Let It Shine by Alyssa Cole, she also, um, the heroine in that one also makes latkes for her husband, or at the time her boyfriend, uh, and so it's it's a really nice uh, reality. I think it, it's it's got it's kind of like a nice way to bookend the year because I almost started off this year with that, and then I'm ending almost ending this year with it. So it's kind of a nice, yeah, unexpected <laughs> way that worked. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really liked the fact that like I was actually talking about this on on uh, Twitter. And Allie Williams actually said that she really liked Eight Cozy Nights as well. So we're not the only one. At least we know three people that like it. It's a it's a good feel good read, you know, like solid. It I I really related with the the main character. Uh, what is her name? Larissa. Yeah, Riss. Yeah, Larissa. Yeah, uh, Riss. Um, mainly because so she moves into this new apartment. And the guy who shares a part, like has the apartment across the way, like leaves his bike in the way, <laughs> and so she's like moving, and so she shoves it, like moves it out of the way, and then he comes back and he puts it in front of her door because he doesn't think anybody's living there, and then she eats shit. Oh yeah, over the bike, and I go, this is ten out of ten, probably <laughs> if I had got if if I was in a meat cute, ten out of ten, how it would happen, <laughs> yeah, is me stumbling over something. I cut my finger last week. Like, let's not lie. I'm a klutz. <laughs> my finger is fine. I didn't. I, it's all attached still. I'm. I'm not entirely sure you would have actually gone down the stairs after you ate the bike, though. Oh well, I, I feel like it's a bigger landing. <laughs> Cause just like they said, they're at the top floor, so they're at the top landing. So I think it's a little bigger. So I definitely probably would have just banged my head into his door. Let's not lie. That's probably how it would go, and I'd have a concussion, and we'd have to go to the hospital. But <laughs> I felt the meat cute very strong. Well, and I like the fact that, like, his name is um, Yosef, and, you know, he goes by Yo. And I, I really liked that because I felt like 
the names match the characters. Yeah. I thought, you know, like, she seemed a little bit not, like, the most common Larissa in vernacular right now is Larissa from 90 Day Fiance. And she doesn't feel like her, but she feels a little bit more reserved. Yeah. Like, less willing to, like, open up so easily. And it's like, you know. And, you know, we mentioned that it was like a minor holiday, and you feel that in this. But you still feel the, the spirit of the time and their appreciation and how they work together during that time. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice, that kind of, like, balance of showing a different side of life and how they connect and, and what goes together and stuff like that. I love Larissa's sister. Mainly, I pulled this. It's from page two. My sister was a study in contradictions. Ten years older than me, she looked like the typical suburban mom. And she was in some ways. She had three kids, lived deep in the burbs of Baltimore, was the president of the PTA and member of the women's club at her temple. She also wrote BDSM romance novels under her real name and had the filthiest mouth of anyone I knew. She had absolutely no shame about any of it. And I wanted... I kind of wanted to be her when I grew up. I kind of yes, want to be her when I grow up. I highlighted the same thing. That was, I think, the second. That was the second highlight in the story that I picked because I was like, "Oh my god, this is perfect." I I like it when stories have a little bit of the fandom being together and how they connect and what's going on, and I just it really works for me. I think. Oh, also later on we find out the writing layer is called her dungeon, and I was just like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah i enjoyed that too much <laughs> it was it was like nice callbacks to the fandom thank you yeah um yeah like you said they they mentioned that hanukkah is in a major holiday like larissa was like i don't have to come over for it i don't even know if i ha- like i know i have a menorah i'll manage and then brought up that she goes if it was passover my ass would be parked at your table cramming my face with grandma's brisket i was like that sounds wonderful. <laughs> right? Oh my god. I just picture Mrs. Maisel and like her <laughs> making brisket, all of that, and just like, oh. So uh, I was listening to Too Stupid to Live the other day, and they, and she, they were talking about a Jewish uh, romance set in Atlanta. And, you know, they, they weren't sure, uh, she and the guests were not sure about, you know, if there was a, a deep Jewish community. And there actually is a, it's not like, huge i mean it's not like when you go to new york but in atlanta there actually is a pretty pretty wide range of of a jewish community of different you know philosophies and stuff and um and different sects and so i grew up in druid hills which is um there's a congregation there uh i think it's best jacob i think is the name of it and it's right off of uh druid hills which is the name of the road uh and it's like you Occasionally you can walk into the temple and you can see it and then, you know, you always follow, you can always follow the holidays because it's like the, the, the temple is one place and then like across the street, like 50 feet or 100 feet down is an Episcopalian church. So it was very oh. interesting because I grew up Episcopalian. So it, it was always very interesting to see the difference in the holidays. But I remember like going, okay, I, I understand some of this stuff. I get it because like the Kroger there. Uh, is very focused on um, uh, Jewish customers and um, Latino customers and, and Latina. So it's it's focused on those two areas. So it's, it's very interesting to see how they connect. Oh, yeah. The Kroger near me is the Jewish Kroger. It's very good. You can mm-hmm. often get different things there. 
but um, Larissa admits that she goes, I kind of just ignore Hanukkah once I became an adult. Like, I don't get any presents, you know. She talks about how, like, she remembered it at, like, like the candles burning down and all of that when she was growing up. And that's how that chapter at the first one, we meet Yo when he's coming home from work. He works as a hairstylist. And I was like, mm-hmm. I like that. It was different. And he was like, it's mm-hmm. a family thing. They all do it. Which And we found it, out he's Israeli too. So yeah. Um, and all of a sudden he like notices his bikes there. He moves it. Next morning he wakes up to basically Rissa who is trying to leave her apartment eating shit over the bike. Mm-hmm. And cussing up a storm. Not happy in the least. Yeah. Um, and, like, he thinks she's adorable because she's all angry and pissed off. And um, he, she's like, oh, I don't even have band-aids. Because she has to, like, like, she's bleeding. She mm-hmm. actually really hurt herself. Yeah. Because I mean, it's like, it seemed to be like a, a fairly large bike, too. Because I mean, it's, it's a man's bike, and they're mm-hmm. typically more uh, dense, I'll say, than a woman's know. bike. Because, like, I, mean, I don't know, it's been a while since I've been to, to the U.S. bike stores, because I never bicycle, because I live in Atlanta, and good luck with that, because I don't want to die on the roads. So, but over here, like, they're, they've got different kind of bikes, and I see men more, like, with mountain bikes versus, like, mm-hmm. city bikes. So I'm assuming he's got a mountain bike. So it's more rugged and, you know, more roof. Because he talks, because he mentions, like, you know, bicycling for, like, 10, 10 miles without even, or 20 miles without even thinking about it in the story. So I imagine it was probably a lot rougher than, say, the city bike that has, like, the big, like, swoosh down on the bottom and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. He definitely is. And, like, she probably, the way she tripped over it, like, she got tangled up in it. Mm-hmm. Because she wasn't expecting to be at her door again. I, I mean, who does? Seems valid. Yeah. And he's like, well, I have band-aids. And she goes, don't get handsy. I'm not interested. Yes. Highlighted that, too. And he said, he was like, I'll leave the door open so you can make an escape. And I was like, oh, look at your snarky self. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she's checking him out because he's shirtless and, like, has an almost six-pack. I was like, sir, (laughs) don't need to flex so hard, please. (laughs) Yeah, he does a fair amount of like flexing sometimes in here, like I, literal okay. and he makes not a lot little. of gun show jokes. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm here for it because I love cheesiness. But um... and mostly because he saw how she reacted, so he was like, "Oh no, we have to keep doing that." Yeah, <laughs> um... and I was just like, "You know what? I I feel you and go forth with your badass self. Shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot." <laughs> so she goes into his apartment. He kindly pulls up like a chair so she could prop up her leg and part of her pants are torn like she's wearing leggings i should say it's not like it tore jeans um and because she doesn't ever wear jeans i don't think why would you if you get to get away with wearing leggings do it i'm wearing i just discovered joggers it's an amazing feeling it's like looser Uh... leggings that have pockets Keep Pause on. for a moment. I just checked my Twitter because I was checking my phone because, you know, I was looking for my husband since he's at the doctor to get uh-huh. something. Apparently, Gail Simone is following me now. Ooh. I gotta look up. Gail Simone is a comic book writer. She look basically wrote Birds of Prey and, yeah. Dang. She's, a, she's the one that started the Fridge website, you know, Fridging Women. 
She's the one that started that whole thing. What is yeah. fridging women? Oh my god, you've never heard that? Yeah. Sorry, we'll get back to Eight Cozy Nights in a moment. Uh, We're sorry, women... Sven. You're going to have to edit all of this out. Oh, no. I'm going to make him keep it. Um, but fridging women is when, um, like, there was a scene in Green Lantern where the the villain, like, kills the girlfriend and literally sticks her in the fridge so the hero can open it up and see her and have man pain. So she's like, she wrote like an entire, like, so she, she has like an entire website about all the times women were killed for man pain or, you know, damaged. And, so many. You know, irrevocable. Yeah. And so she did that. So it's huge. So I'm very excited and confused. I'm always like that, but that's just me. But um, I mean, I just didn't expect it because I haven't been in comics in quite a while. Fair enough. But it's still really? awesome. I know. Um, okay. We'll go back to Eight Crazy Nights now. I just completely... You just like glanced at it and you're like, what? Yeah. Like I said, because I was just looking to see my husband. I was like, because, you know, he's, it's dark outside and he's on his bicycle and I want to make sure my husband is alive. And, you know, I like getting text message occasionally. And I was just like, bah, 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 bah. Yep. Okay. We can go back now. Um, Yeah. Like, this is the great. We shall return to eight. We will return to eight cozy nights now. Pardon me, dear, dear listener, but you've listened to Courtney and I often enough. You know, this is normal. What happens (laughs) when you put two people with ADHD together? Distractions. Um. (laughs) And almost every podcaster seems to have ADHD. Have you noticed that? Um, I'm friends with a lot of history podcasters, so they don't. But the true crime ones, they're like, hey. Hey, 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 what? <laughs> Romance Landia is just nothing but, I think, ADHD people in, in podcastville. I love it. <laughs> love we're it, all yeah. just like, we're on our little group of like, yeah, you want me to do something? Oh, right. Squirrel. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> totally wasn't like that when we, I forgot we agreed to record the COVID one. And you were just like, yeah, we're still doing this, right? And I was like, it was like the day of I go, yeah, definitely. <laughs> totally hasn't happened to us before. Um, no, so, that's never. Never. So basically she has to cut off part of oh her leggings. So I'm going to I'm gonna do this again. Apparently, uh, Gail Simone actually retweeted about my podcast. What? <laughs> oh, I see. It's because Dee, who's one of my, my uh, patrons and also my friend, mm-hmm. p- uh, posted about it. She actually tagged her in it. Wow. Ooh. Thank you, Dee. Hot dang. I like you. Thank you. <laughs> Dee's amazing. Like, Dee and, Dee and uh, her sister Jade are pretty amazing people. You get free shout-outs, man. All no, day, I mean, day. like, she she does it all the time. She promotes, and she's just a really good friend. She was, like, the first patron we had, too, that I had. I love those kind of, like, internet friends where you're like, thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't she know started what I've she was my husband's friend first, and then she started listening. She and uh, Jay started listening to the podcast, and they're awesome. Okay, sorry, I want to go back to our story. Back to Latkas, but um, I just got very confused, and now I got an answer to the question. I okay. like it. Um, now, now I'm gonna want Latkas today, and I <laughs> fuck it. I'll probably make them. Oh no, actually, I have zucchini. I'll make zucchini fritters, which is not a substitute, but I need to use. It's them. what you got. <laughs> I, I have potatoes. I just need to use up the zucchini. Um, I eat potatoes like at least one meal a day in Germany, so hey. Potatoes are life. Don't hate it. Yes. Well, especially because you can get like a three kilogram bag of potatoes for like a dollar, so. 
More potatoes, the better. And and they're the little like gold ones, so they're those small ones. Ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> now that that ADD sidetracked is over, <laughs> we'll be back. But soon. we're not sidetracking because they talk about latkes in this book like three different times. They, to be fair, that is true. They haven't. We haven't gotten to the latkes yet. Um, but they talk about them a lot. They do talk about them a lot, and it made me hungry, which was problematic because I read this in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> I'm not against making them in the middle of the night, but I need to do other dishes before I cook. So it's like, I'm not washing dishes to make potato pancakes right now. Yeah. No no dishwasher. You're just like, ah, ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a food processor, though, which will help with the shredding. But, like, besides that. Um, yeah, so Lar- speaking of shredding, Larissa's like, <laughs> you're welcome for these golden transitions. Um, right? So she has to cut off her legging, like, part of her leggings, which I was like, oh, girl, no. But they already had a hole in them, so I guess they're legging shorts. They're shorts now? Yeah. Um, just make them short. Just get some stitch, which, just get some stitch, which stuff, and just, like, you know, iron it in, and surprise! Yeah. So. In, like, six months, you can use them again. Because they're in Baltimore. We should mention that. They're in Baltimore. Yeah, it's cold. Mm-hmm. They get There's snowy. Lots of, I was going to say it's snowy-ish. Yeah. Um, Much like America right now. Yeah. I mean, it snowed last night, but there isn't snow on the ground now, and I'm very upset. It's cold. It's so cold. I have two blankets on, a sweatshirt. I'm wrapped up like a little freaking cocoon, and it's still cold. We have no snow. We have not had snow all year. Like, we've had some flurries, but not like anything that stuck. Which is odd, because I'm in Germany. You expect it then. My sister got two feet of snow i could have sent some to you then <laughs> i don't think you I'm want just... it but <laughs> i think it may be a bit melted by the time it gets here just be a plastic service. container of water it's fine um considering the postal service right now yeah so he offers to like she's like said she heard her butt and he was like oh i, c- I can check that out for you too <laughs> which i was like man you shooting your shot hard <laughs> hard yeah like just like roll it down a bit yeah but he's like i promise i won't touch like you know i'll let me just like package up your leg because it's it i mean it sounded gross so yeah i mean it it sounded like like she actually really did hurt her herself i mean we talk like we find out later like she actually did bruise her ass like yeah that's like that's, that's like the first line in the next chapter is my ass was aching so yes I was talking about later in the book when he like finally sees her ass and he goes, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, you really did yeah. bruise her ass." Yep, but it's like it progressively gets more and more descriptive as it goes about her ass. Like her legs are fine, but her ass. You know, I think she didn't bruise her leg as much. It's just all no. scraped up. So once it starts healing, you're kind of good. I've bruised my ass before. It takes forever to heal. Mm. If you're at wondering, listener, no, I didn't trip over a bike. I missed a step and fell down two stairs, like, the couple stairs from the house to the garage at my parents. It's fine. I only laugh because you fall downstairs, I fall upstairs, so. Oh, I fall, I f- didn't fall downstairs this year. I fell upstairs and broke glasses and, like, like, ten glasses in front of all my customers. Oh, nice. And spilled beer on myself. But I didn't hurt myself. It was fine. That was obviously an early let's let me go home night. No. I kept, I was like, we were almost done anyways. It was like, like nine thirty or nine o'clock or something, but I was wearing jeans. So I didn't, I didn't fuck up my legs. I was really more concerned about that. 
Um, I hate the stairs at my work. I'm always terrified I'm going to eat eat shit on them and, like, break an ankle or something, but this is where my mind goes. Um, so Larissa realizes, you know, you know, he wasn't actually an asshole. He's kind of nice, and she goes, I was kind of, you know, being a child. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, he was ridiculously hot with a silly name. And I was like, you like him? Mm-hmm. And by the way, this this book reminds me a lot of like a um, Hallmarky movie or like a Lifetime. Yes. Or like, a movie. like it's it's written like that. So you you've got like literally eight days so for their you know to get to their HEA, but it's very interesting to see how they get together and what they do and stuff like that. So, but like, but it, it reminds me a lot of a Hallmark. Larissa's studying. Was it bioethics or something like that? Yeah, it was like bioethics and like. I'm here for like, it. Girls smart yeah. as hell. She's totally stimmy, mm-hmm. like. But it's like it's like a stimmy in a, almost a steam way, right? Because it's like the ethics part of it seems a lot more with the A with the arts and the yeah the looking into it versus the other way, which I had never thought about it, and that shit's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um. And then her sister calls her, and the favor- my favorite conversation happens. Her sister asks her if she's decent. Decent? Guess what I'm doing? Hmm, masturbating? I dropped the potato while my shoulders shook with laughter. Helena, why would I answer the phone if I was masturbating? Man, I've had to multitask in the middle of a self-love sesh. No, you haven't. <laughs> so she's making latkes. This is the first time. And her uh. sister's just like, I was just like, First of all, what? Who answers the phone in that? Like, <laughs> I guess if you're really close to someone, but still. Right? Her sister is a riot. I liked her sister. I'm wondering, because this is like book five in the series, so I'm wondering if there's more in the series. I'm wondering if maybe her sister's in one of the other books. <gasps> yes, I hope so. Because like, it just occurred to me, it's in the Sublime, and it's like, this is book five, so obviously there must be, you know, four other ones so i'm wondering if maybe she's in that one i i just want to know more about her sister i want to be her best friend everything you know because her sister does not give her any inch like no like her sister is just like don't burn down the house with the with like with the candles either and they're just like dang i mean i can't lie i was wax sealing christmas cards and i definitely that's kind of how i cut my finger because I started cutting the wax because I was like, I'm if I, I had the sticks, I was like, I will burn my house down if I use these. Because I tried. And I just looked at myself and I go, no, no. I need to get the glue gun one because there's no flames involved. <laughs> or tiny spoon. But, uh, so they're having a conversation. So she was telling her, like, her sister, like, why she has it unpacked and whatnot. And, like, Helena asked about, like, her neighbor and she's like doesn't give her sister any information because, quote, next thing I knew, she'd be writing a character named Yo, chained to a wall, having his gorgeous tight ass flogged by a dominatrix coincidentally named Clarissa. She'd already used my actual name in a previous book. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. How do you not want her to be your sister? Like, how? Oh, or friend? A book I will recommend. Um, I did an episode on it. It's by Sarah Ryder. Mm-hmm. And in it, like the 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 world she's building in that little community, 
one of the characters, like I think the first one of the series, I believe, she's an she's like a, a erotic romance type and a um, romance narrator. And so I'm here for I this. Just, I just thought I'd point that out so that way you can skedaddle on over to KU and maybe find one too. Because, wait, wait, what hey, was it? It was Sarah Ryder. Uh, With an H or no H? No H. Oh, she has a couple. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to leave this up on Goodreads. We'll, we'll yeah. return to this later. <laughs> yes, because I thought, I, I just, it just occurred to me that, like, you know, you would probably like that because you can't, you I read it and I was like, cause she gave me an arc of it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. You keep giving me books and I don't have time for anything else now. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's Real Kind of Love. That's the name of the book. Clementine Cox is the name of the character. <gasps> yes! Oh, we're adding this to my to read. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. I had to share. Uh, so, Larissa is, like, looking for her menorah because she got candles. Oh, by the way, it's in a brewery. Yes! Real life. I'll drink some beer <laughs> while I read it. Um, That's what I want to tell you, too. Sorry, we can go back. I just realized it was in a brewery. It was. It's literally called the Books and Brewery series. So, uh, it, yeah, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> like, I'm not. Yeah. See, I know you. That's why I'm recommending it. And to the listeners out there too. But you know, we're ADHDing again. We gotta stop doing that. Actually, I'm ADHDing more than you today. So. Oh, this I've is been what texting. Happens when I get no sleep. I same. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my mom's giving me vitamin recommendations for the virus. And I was like, just get me a hazmat suit. It's fine. <laughs> no, you need one of those little bubbles. I would like, <sighs> like, like not the one you like live in, but like, you know, like the, the like little huts, you know, the, like you see like the, all the restaurants using, you just need one of those little bubbles. See, but I still have to go in the bubble. I want the hazmat, like I would personally, I would love the actual bubble that I could walk around in. Cause I would just bump into people, but I could not do my job. Um, but see, if you but if you have the the little bubble you go into, people can leave you food outside of it, and then you don't have to cook, you don't have to clean, you can just. But I like cooking. I don't like cleaning. Yes, I know. But but while you're but while you're doing your like third or fourth, you know, <laughs> quarantine, you can do something different this time. Ah, uh, so I slowly <laughs> scream into the void. <laughs> Exactly. As you as you slowly quarantine. Listeners, you have to understand. Bubbles. Like the beginning like we ended Sunday with all, the whole staff getting a message, Hey, so and so tested positive for COVID. Y'all have to go get tested and have a negative test before you can return to work. So we all did it Monday. Someone else turned up positive and like these are all they're not servers. These are people like who would end up like taking their mask off sitting and working at a table. And, like, the next day, I wake up to a text, like, another message on the system from my boss being like, so I woke up this morning with fever, body chills, something else. And I just go, you fucker! Yes. (laughs) Because while I had been around the first person, I was always masked. The second person, I had, like, if I had, I wasn't super close to them. And it, like, wasn't recently and normally I'm wearing a mask because we were open. This person, my boss, because I, I've been opening the restaurant a lot, I've been around maskless at various points. Like, not always super close, but, like, 
we've all Close definitely enough. like been around. I'm just like, especially because when I was waiting to get my test or get my results back, there were like I parked next to a coworker, another coworker parked next to me, and then there was another person across the lot. And the person next to me goes, I wonder if this place just gives out uh, false negatives. And I just looked at him and I go, don't you dare. Don't you dare do that to me. I was like, I want, because at that point I wasn't an aunt. I was like, I would like to meet my niece or nephew at some point and see my family. And he goes, "Ah." and I was like, I will kill you. I will kill you. (laughs) And now I'm paranoid about that. And 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 the thing is, is you work with knives, so no, they don't give me knives. Though we don't really get sharp knives. We give out butter knives. No, I don't no. think they would trust me with real. But knives, I mean, you or... work you work in an establishment with knives, so that's true. They normally keep them away from me because I come in injured enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, if uh, first of all, that would not be how I got rid of a body there. <laughs> not the best way. I don't know. Fried green tomatoes did a pretty good job of it. See, we have hot brewing tanks. Mm-hmm. It could be an accident. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, just... There's there's plenty of places in that building to hide a body. Um, <laughs> I'm not helping my cause, am I? No, you're um, not. <laughs> that's why I was going with the knives. So... Because yeah. you're not allowed to use knives, so... I'm not allowed to use knives. They're, like... <sighs> As as proof by me cutting my across my knuckle last week, and someone asked me how did I do that, and I said that's a great question. Like a customer asked me, I was wearing a neon yellow band aid, so it was fair. <laughs> I'm still my one coworker stabbed himself with a butter knife, and I have not done that yet. So props you're a, to me. you're a wall up. I forget how he did it too. It was like he was like trying to open something with the butter knife and just stabbed it into his finger, and I was like, like did a good job too. And I was like, how? How? I haven't managed that. And I cut myself three times making pie. <laughs> and not in the ways you expect. It was not cutting up anything. Because that one had nothing needed to be cut up, really. I'm impressed you have not cut yourself making bread. I don't really use any sharp make, objects. But you, use, but you make bread all the time, and it's you. So I'm kind of impressed you haven't managed to somehow cut yourself when you're making bread because you have such a small little tiny kitchen space that's true yeah no i haven't i burned myself a lot but i have a really healthy aloe plant so that solves that problem quickly (laughs) why do you think i bought it that's because there's a reason why i bought it at the beginning of quarantine i was looking for toilet paper and i walked out of home depot (laughs) with the plant what else (laughs) happens well why not why not? Anyways, back to fire. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, like, it relates, because yeah. now, like, basically, they're on the second day. Uh, yeah, they're on the... the... And, like, are they on the second day or being... the first day? No, she's on the phone now, but the second one. I've moved on to the second day, because there's, like, eight days, and we're already at 42 minutes. So, all right. Oh, so... they basically, they have to... He has a menorah, she has candles. Right. They celebrate this day together. And they make latkes, which right? I want. I want some now. Oh, and there's this whole debate about like um, the is it gonna be sour cream or applesauce? Are you a sour cream or applesauce person? Can I go with both? Because I did not have applesauce until I was here with potatoes, and now that I have had it, I'm like, oh my god, what I've been missing all my life. But I still like my sour cream because I'm southern. Damn it! I like eating this applesauce after the fact. 
but I'm a total, like, smother them in sour cream. Like, an unhealthy amount of sour cream. Like, it's kind of disgusting. Uh, but I'm here for it every time I do it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like, in this chapter, like, the next chapter is basically just, like, you know, what do you do? You know, like, background on what they do. And, like, you know, he talks about being a hairstylist. And then, like, you know, they're asking what they're going to do for... Hanukkah for night number two, and then, um, like, you know, they get together, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh. He's, she's, she's checking out her ass in the chapter after that. I mean. Oh, yeah. wait, she's wearing skinny jeans for that one. Oh, when they go to his cousins. Mm-hmm. Which apparently is night two. Night three, isn't it? I thought so, too, but this says night two. Oh, so the Maybe first night they night shared two. it. Oh, yeah, the first night they share, because she didn't want to go anywhere, mainly because her body hurt, and, you know, I just love that she couldn't find her menorah amidst all the boxes of books, because that sounds like a problem I have. Mm-hmm. Um, he in- Yeah, he invited her over to his cousins, and she dresses Which up is to be the cute. Hallmark- this is when I started getting that Hallmarky vibe, by the way, was this chapter. Yeah. Um, they find out... That his cousin's wife is pregnant again. And mm-hmm. I love that they named their kids after, like, X-Men, X-Men. characters. Because, like, the the toddler is Logan. Mm-hmm. And later on we find out the new baby girl is Grey. Yeah. G-R-E-Y. G-R-E-Y. I appreciate that. Oh. I just appreciate I love, I love all the little... I, just, I love all the little fandom-y references from different fandas. Fandoms. Yeah. Um, so... They just make googly eyes at each other all night. Mm-hmm. And when they get back, um, like, they're sitting in the car, and they, like, almost kiss, and they don't. Because he's like, it's getting cold. And then they go in, and she knocks on his door later, and she goes, you should have kissed me. And then she stepped closer, her breast skimming my dress, but I should have kissed you, too. And then they just make out in his doorway for who knows how long. Long enough that if they'd done a little bit more, they would have been, like, fornicating in the middle of the hallway. Yeah, but they're on the top floor. No one's going to see. Well, I don't know what the positioning of the doors and stuff, but... Because he says, I wanted to touch her everywhere to feel the give of her flesh under my hand. But for tonight, this was enough. Her mouth was more than enough. The little sound she made as I slid my tongue across hers, how she completely melted against me when I squeezed the back of her neck. It was like that kind of makeout session. Real hot. Uh-huh. Um, the next day... And then she, day, like, licked the top of her lip. Well, she licked the top of her lip, and I liked that one. Like, she was trying to get the last taste of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I'm not gonna lie, the the sex scenes in these are hot. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, he was like... They're hot without being erotic. Yes. Like, they're hot because the characters are fully into it, and it's all consensual. Yes. Um... The next day, he's he has like a little thing so he can ride his bike inside for the winter. Because mm-hmm. after after she ate shit on the bike, he's been storing it downstairs so she would not die again. Eat more shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and she like she's like, can I? She's like, can I sit over there while you do that? Because she goes, I just need a change of scenery. Because she's been writing and working. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just says, quote, I'm going to sit on your couch and periodically ogle you. Deal? And quote. I was just like, I love it. She's like, I'm going to work. Check you out a little bit. 
work, check you out a little bit. We good with that. Cool. And he's like, I'm going to do the same thing. And she was like, okay, let's go. I, I, I like how they're both like brazenly like looking at each other now. Yeah. And well, and I like the fact that like they're, um, I like the fact that like, you know, it's, this is like day five. So we skipped some days. Sorry guys. But some of the stuff's kind of repetitive a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we want, so. They're both stalking each have, other like, without right. stalking each other. Cause they're neighbors. Right, and, I, and I'd like to have my husband in bed before, like, midnight, so he can... Because he's going to upload this thing for you guys tonight, because we're recording it on the last night of Hanukkah, so we're yeah. trying to make this as easy for my husband as possible. Yes. Um, I do like, quote, Larissa was fully immersed in what she was doing, and so was I, but every once in a while we catch each other's eyes, and it was all I could do not to go flying off my bike. She had me off balance and twisted up, but only in the best way, end quote. And I, like... Then when he's done, she's like, he's all sweaty. And she was like, I don't get why girls like men all sweaty. She goes, it's kind of gross. And she goes, but I mean, if you, uh, basically if she, if he showered, he could like rub himself all over her. And he goes, I'm going to go shower now. <laughs> Be right back. Be right back. Um, and then I think they go to a little cute coffee date. They have a yep. really hot makeout session in a coffee shop while eating donuts. Yes. And then he takes her to the library, which is, like, to me, one of the hottest things. Well, not just any library, like a historic building kind of library. So you're just like... That she had never been to. Yes. Oh, I've been to some of these kind of libraries, and you just walk in and you go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want this. It's basically if you want to live in Beast's castle from Beauty and the Beast, but you just want the library... That kind of deal. It's like all those Pinteresty pictures. Yeah, I think it's a 1930s Art Deco building, and I'm just like, "Mm mm-hmm. I'm here for this. I've been to, I've done research in one of those libraries. It's amazing. It's like you walk in and you're just like, it's like, like, just so important. I was at the, it's like a holy grail in that way. Like, you're just like, this is my place. This is where I fit in. This is home. I walked into the Newberry Library in Chicago to do research, and I was just like, oh my god. But like, oh my god. Then I had to go put all my shit in a locker, go through security. Because, um, yeah, they have security at those places. And then I go up this magnificent, magnificent staircase. This is in Chicago. And this used to be a home, which always blows my fucking mind. But, like, you go all the way up, and then, like, the main library is beautiful. It's like this... I don't know what kind of room it was. It's where you get your library card. And then I go all the way up to uh, Special Collections, which was up another floor. And you're in this... It's a weird juxtaposition because you're in a glass box, kind of a plexiglass box for temperature control. And there's all these, like, old books. And there's people, like, working on maps and illuminated manuscripts. And then you look out and it's the Chicago skyline, but there's a park across the way. So there's, like, greenery and then the Chicago skyline. And you're like, what is my life? How can I, like... This is magical. And it is. That's that's what I picture this library being that magical. Uh, yeah. You know. And, and like, she's obviously so into it. Like, like they keep having, like, she grabs them and they keep looking at more when she gets her card. And, like, it just. I love, she gets her card and she goes, I got to go check out some books. <laughs> and he's and like, I'm, I'm so turned on by this. 
and but it's really interesting too because like so i noted like in the thing when they were doing the bicycle and she was reading uh, it talks about how like reading was really good for him but he needed something to work off that excess energy which i mean adhd all the way for this guy right mm -hmm. and so but it was really interesting because it's like she also gave him her paper to read and like he read it and understood it yeah i was talking to her about it which is like hot damn oh yeah which is just as hot for me when I'm researching something and someone can follow it. I'm just oh, like, yeah, yeah, you get it. I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah. So and they you. have a wonderful time at the library. They they read to each other, which I was like, damn, that's hot. Um, and then they, I believe they go back and they they celebrate the night of Hanukkah. And I kind of liked it because uh, he, I want to just, I just thought this was like, the nicest part quote yo played with the hem of my shirt mm -hmm. as we stood there quietly until he worked his hand underneath to my bare skin my stomach wasn't my favorite part of me but from the hardness i felt pressed against my ass he didn't agree he didn't try to touch my breasts or go further his fingers just glided back and forth until across my skin until i was memorized by mesmerized by both the candles and him i'm quoting i was just like that is Yes, I had that highlight, and I also had, like, the, the the next line that he says, Your skin is so soft, I knew it would be, he murmured. And that, that means a lot, because, like, that's something that my husband says to me all the time. Because, like, when we go to bed, we curl up. Like, we, we don't have a double bed. <laughs> Our room is big enough for a double bed, but I didn't want to do it that way. So yeah. we have a... I guess at home would be considered, like, a twin extra large. We have, like, okay. one of those size beds. And so... We have a very small, limited num amount of space, so we lay curled up. And, like, mm -hmm. him, like, pressing against, like, him, like, rubbing my back or, you know, rubbing my stomach or anything like that, it feels so nice. comforting, but also, like, you feel safe in that moment. Like, you, mm -hmm. you feel like you're in the right place, right time, and it's easier, like, for me to go to sleep. Obviously, that's not what they do in yeah. this night, but it's still got that feeling, right? Like, you just, it's being told your skin is so soft when you don't do anything is very nice too mm -hmm. so i'm gonna let you go from here <laughs> yeah so like in the next chapter like they don't um uh the next chapter like he's like avoiding going to her her apartment because like they hadn't made plans and he doesn't want to be like all pushy Clean. and stuff but yeah so he so he goes and hangs out with his cousin the one they went to um uh the hanukkah with uh avi and so he and avi are talking and they're like you know well you know i'm i'm gonna need some help you know i've got one person like pregnant another one's gonna be <laughs> gone for pretty much the same reason i'm gonna have a baby soon like and you know yo is just like oh no i can help with that that's fine and i'm just like good good cousining there right like that's you expect that Mm -hmm. And so I, I love the fact that, like, it was all about the family. Yes. And, like, also making more money. Because it's, like, it's a different clientele. Because it's, like, a half hour away or something. So it's, like, mm -hmm. you're getting a completely different set of clients that can go back and forth depending on where you are. Yeah. And apparently. Make the money. Make mm -hmm. that money. And apparently mm -hmm. she had been doing the same thing. Like, they both were, like, really free. Like, he was, like, I don't want to seem stalkerish. She was, like, I'm freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So she goes to campus, uh, she works at the library, and then they come back and she, like, does she knock out, yeah, she knocks on his door, and then they, all, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they, they light the candle and they watch the, the way it kind of, like, 
falls down, and as the menorah gets hotter, the candles, um, they melt faster. So mm-hmm. she's watching it melt a whole lot faster than it was, like, you know, five days before. And then, to quote Heaping Bosoms, it's on, TM. <laughs> she just basically was like, they start making out, and she's like, not enough, and just starts stripping in his apartment. I was like, fair enough. <laughs> right? Like, why not? Candles out. The, the the holiday moment's over. Get um, naked. Yeah. Um, they go, basically go to his room and, you know, uh, he eats her out. Mm-hmm. Oh, then... I like the part where she's, like, fumbling with his with his jeans button while he unhooked her bra. Yeah. And slid the, the straps down her shoulders. I just find that really sexy. Oh, yeah. Just so, I, I thought I'd point that out because I, just, I think that's sexy. I like I liked the undressing part of it. It was a good undressing scene because it wasn't, like, gratuitous, but it was just, like, very practical where it's kind of, like, you know, like, she eases her boy short, lacy boy shorts down her legs. Um, mm-hmm. I did highlight they do use condoms because I've... Kelly from Boobies and Newbies pointed out, she goes, anytime they don't talk about contraceptives, I'm just like, what are you doing? Uh, Clayton from Learning the Tropes is the same way. So now ever since, like, that... That and she goes... Do you guys not need lube? Like, <laughs> that's what I wonder out- every time. I'm just like, she just don't point out things. I don't think that's like, how bodies work, guys. Like she goes, you didn't prepare at all. Like da 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 da. I was like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Kelly's right. They don't. Like, they just <laughs> expect it to be instantaneous. I'm like, y'all. Foreplay is a, It's important for more reasons than just like the emotional connection. Yeah, there, I mean, there was a we, we skipped over. There was a lot of foreplay. Oh yeah, in this, I mean, like, like these 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 two are like all about the foreplay. They will spend like a lot of time foreplay. Yeah, um, she wants it hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, she bit. She lifted the side of her head and bit the side of my chest, not gently. And I went completely wild, pulling out. I slammed into her, and slammed and slammed and slammed. I didn't slow. I didn't stop. I took her hard. She bucked and writhed beneath me, and I was just like, damn. Right? I, I actually ended up reading that aloud to my husband. I was like, that was some really good sex writing. Yeah. Because it said so much without saying a, a lot. Like, you mm-hmm. understood, like, the feverant way they were enjoying each other's company in that moment. Yeah. Um, I do like their after-sex conversation. Have we been dating? Her tone was laced with teasing. I hope so, because otherwise I just had sex with a woman I've only taken to dinner one time, and she'll probably think I'm some kind of floozy. <laughs> yep. I had that one highlighted, too, because I was like, <laughs> that was great. That was like an unexpected role reversal on that one. Yeah. Because he's and always joking. And the fact that man using floozy? Yep. Yeah. Um, they then go, she brought over donuts, so they then go eat donuts and then have sex again. Mm-hmm. And I just love um, how he described, like, she, it's described. Then she walked completely naked out of the room. I sat there for several seconds, tongue-tied, and as hard as I've ever been, because as much as I studied and savored and salivated over Larissa's body, this was my first glimpse of her curved back and luscious, ripe ass, and fuck if I wouldn't follow her absolutely everywhere. I was like, anywhere. I was like, oh. And we should mention, like, in the book, like, she's considered to not be, like, like, she's curvy, but, like, it doesn't really describe what that curvy is, but it's obviously, like, like... She's not twiggy. 
and no no disrespect people that are but like the way they describe her it's obvious that like they want you to imagine someone that's like not a coke bottle either like it, it's very mm-hmm. clearly someone who doesn't go running every day she doesn't do like she's comfortable in her own body with yeah. whatever type that is which is why she wears her like her um leggings and her like shirts over it and she's very clearly a confident woman in her she doesn't try to like change it and she doesn't like she doesn't run from it when he sees her either no which i think is important because a lot of times some of the romances in the past have done that especially around like the early 2000s there was a lot of that body self body shaming so it's really nice to see her really enjoying how how her body fills out and the way it affects him yeah um, she leaves. She doesn't spend the night because she was just like, I don't want to rush this and ruin it. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's where we find out. She like, calls it being a realist, and I like her about that. Yeah, she's like, I'm being honest. Like, we're moving pretty fast, and we're like, we need to slow this down a little bit. I don't need to be sleeping over with him every night, you know? Because um, it's been like day six now, so they haven't met. They've only been together for like six days not like if that six months so yeah. yeah um this is where we find out where she had been all day uh she had met with the professor then went to the library stayed longer than she needed to because she goes if i went home i'm gonna ogle him all day every day you know and she feared that like like the menorah if they burn too bright too hot they would end as soon as they started mm-hmm. but then she goes at least i'd get to feel the flames and i'm just like damn um, and it snows on this day. Yes, I love it. She woke up and she goes, "Why is it so bright?" And anybody who's like woken up to like a lot of snow, you're just like, "What is this? Why is the sun bouncing through my entire life?" Yeah, it was always me when I walked out of uh, school when it would snow, and you'd walk out and it's kind of dark in the hallways, and you walk walk out and you'd be like, "What is this?" <laughs> you're like Jack Skellington, except for it's like I can't see right now. <laughs> so they go and play in the snow and he goes you sure you don't want to come play naked in my apartment and she was like well if i go outside and we play in the snow i'll get cold and then i'll have to be warmed up and he's like i got what you're thinking yeah and he was like the perfect kind of bribery for him is sex um yep so I love that she says she when she dresses for the snow, she resembles a marshmallow, a warm marshmallow, but still a marshmallow. And I was like, that's everybody when they dress for the snow. Uh-huh. They had an epic snow. Uh, they ha- Oh, she talks to him about like the sound of the snow. Yeah. And there I is love a complete, that. It's like kind of quiet, but then you hear all these different things. You know, you hear people like having a good time in the snow, people walking. And they're out there for probably an hour or two. They go back in. They are free. Well, they also discuss her sister. Hold on. They also discuss oh. her sister. Like how her sister taught her, taught her sister taught her how to make a snowball. Oh yeah, because because sister... she says my sister would have fucked me up if I hadn't learned a strategy at, the, at a very early age. She's ten years older, but she never took it easy on me. And I thought that was very interesting because it shows how like she's like I'm a realist, but I can also create a strategy to get what I want. Yeah. So they go back to her place. They're so cold. And she's like, okay, we'll come in into the bed. And they they cuddle for a while because, you know, they're fucking freezing. 
<laughs> yep. And then we have sexual encounter number two, which, you know, doggy style. And... Oh, but wait. Before we talk about that, like, it's one thing I really liked was I like the fact that, like, she talks about, like, what she likes in a man's aesthetic. Because she talks about, like, men didn't generally have the artistic curves of women, but I still saw the beauty in their bodies. The thicker, tougher skin, the coarse hair covering the planes of muscle, the narrowness of their hips, the V that some men were lucky to have. If I'd been an artist, all of my paintings would have been of that V. Yo had the V. I ran the tips of my fingers along the ridge of the muscle, and he rocked his hips forward towards me. Are you warming up, I asked. Keep doing that. I'm still a little cold. (laughs) I like that. that. That was like I highlighted that because I was like that's such a like really nice way of like segueing into the sex. Yeah. Um. So. And that's that's also when he discovers that she's really hurt her ass in that. Uh, yeah. He starts like kind of just touching her back and all of that stuff and like she has like a three colored bruise. Like yeah. She, I was like when I read I was like damn I feel that pain. Like oh. baby, do you have a cushion? Like, do you have a do you have a cushion you can sit on? Because I don't think it's gonna be comfortable sitting on that chair doing your work all the time. No. Well, she said that's what like she was having a hard time working the one time because her butt hurts so much. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um. So once he's in her, he goes, "You're so warm." I turned my head, trying to see him over my shoulder. Oh, is that what this is about? Stealing my heat? He bit my shoulder and just as he slapped his hips against my ass. That's exactly what this is about. It isn't about that I it isn't that I like you more than I should or slap or that I find you so fucking beautiful I can't even think straight slap or that your pussy is like hot velvet and I never want to leave slap thrust slam <laughs> I was just like mm-hmm. damn damn right? I like I like that it's like he's doing it as like he's like seducing her and you're just like damn <laughs> mm-hmm. and he keeps like another thing with him is I love is he plays with her clit Mm-hmm. Like he's not like you know in some romance books you're just like y'all 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 do know that some women need more more like some people Stimulation. can't get off vaginally yeah they they need some work and it's just like oh yeah and he basically keeps dirty talking her until like she goes I was so out of it <laughs> like damn <laughs> damn and it's just like yeah he basically like she was like trying to basically hold it off but then he kept pressing her clit and she kept coming and coming i was like damn son right. you do good work <laughs> right i'm just like um i usually avoid sex scenes in books but some of these were ones that were like actually important to the plot line yeah because then afterwards he like they were talking about what they're gonna do and he's like she's like i gotta do work and he, he's like well you know i could read to you like, he wants to help her. And I was just like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sweet. He goes, tell me what you're researching. I want to know what you're learning. Hell, you can read it to me if you want. And I was just like, damn. That's hot. It's, like, it's so obvious how much they, like, enjoy each other. And they're each other's company, not just, like, in the bedroom or the, like, romance side. Like, they enjoy each other as people. Or getting to know each other as people, which I think is way more important, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... Yeah, basically, he's like... Then we find out his uh, the men in his family love... Well, that's... Uh, by the way, that's the seventh night, so it's only one more night. One more night. That's the fear. It's one more night. Is this just a Hanukkah romance? Mm-hmm. And this is where he goes, you know, 
he realizes he's like falling in love with her and he goes but the men in my family loved big and we loved hard my dad proposed to my mom within a month of meeting her my cousin avi married laurel within six months i wasn't thinking of marriage but damn if i didn't think i was falling in love and you're just like oh mm-hmm. makes you all warm and cushy inside and then like you know he kisses her hello and he's like you know it's been eight and a half hours and they're doing that like that that scene where like they're missing each other so much and in the best ways yeah and then she gives the best response it's been nine and a half hours since you were inside me and i know that's definitely not right <laughs> i was just like damn mm-hmm. uh. oh and this is when she goes to the library Mm-hmm. and they go to the library it's really sexy we've already talked about that um mm-hmm. oh and then they're making latkes again because it's like a full like start start Hanukkah with latkes. Finish Hanukkah's with latkes on the story art. Yeah, and you know her sister answers and calls her a hoe, and she was like, "I don't think this you're supposed to." And Helena snorted. I don't remember any rule about not calling my calling my sister a hoe during the holidays. If it's actually a sin, I'll go to confession and ask for forgiveness. Do some hail marys or something. I'm sorry, I love her sister. And then and then she's like, Helena, for the last time, we're Jewish, not Catholic. Yom Kippur is when we wipe the slate clean. Shit, I need to write that down. <laughs> Which you know she knows, and she's just messing with her. Uh-huh. Then, she's doing big sister. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then they she ends up like facetiming her family and i think she's at yo's apartment and they walk like he walks in i'm just like they're like hello and her like little cousin kept calling her uh niece kept calling him a monster Mm -hmm. i was like i like this child but i also like the fact that her other niece was like collecting money Mm -hmm. for charity Uh, yeah which i thought was like amazing like it just it seemed like it seemed like it fit the story and it fit like the overall theme of this mm-hmm. story somehow. But I like the fact that like she was like she just brazenly asked like, "Hey, yo, you want to contribute?" <laughs> Children are fun um, mm-hmm. in that way. It's so, like who knew, who needs like Christmas paper? We got something better. Yeah. So they hang up. They're working on it, and he like then they start making out, and then they have sex again. Um. They go back to making latkes afterwards. I'm assuming they wash their hands. Um, <laughs> I would like to assume they wash their hands. Oh, yeah. But, and she's like, you know, like, are your, like, do our ho- families do holidays differently? And she's like, but that's kind of presumptuous. Like, we've only spent eight days together. Like, this is crazy. It was not crazy. No. <laughs> and he goes, so let's be. Because they're both on vacation right now. Mm-hmm. And he calls it vacay, or she calls it vacay Larissa, not school Larissa. Yeah. And so that she's also like, you're working crazy hours. I'm going to be working crazy hours. And so this is where the, let's be Judah Maccabee. And this description was, Judah Maccabee, he led a small band of soldiers to defeat the largest, mightiest army and had reclaimed the Holy Temple. You know, the story of Hanukkah defying insurmountable odds, believing they could do it. And they did. Let's be Judah and say, fuck the odds. Fuck the obstacles. We want this, so we'll make time. And I was just like, damn, that's the truth, though, about relationships. Right. And, well, and the thing is, is like, so that's said, but then you also hear, like, 
you know, he bought her sour cream for her latkes. Like, he went to the store and specifically got something for her so that way she could fit into his traditions and he could fit into hers. Yeah. Which was like, and that was before he even said that. So it's just like, there's something very comforting. Yeah. Like, this is why I keep saying a Hallmark movie because it's like, it reminds me so much of a Hallmark movie and the fact that like, this is like, this is about like 85% of the way through a Hallmark movie. Where, like, they're smiling and laughing before they have to break apart for whatever reason and then get back together. <laughs> I like how everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. It's about, it's about uh, 75% through the movie, yeah. Yeah. And we're like, seven, we've got like 7% left of the book, so it's about the same. Um, so they do that, though. And this is in the epilogue. In the last nine months, we had highs and lows through. Uh, though the former out, far outnumbered the latter, celebrated Passover, birthdays, and took a trip to the beach, met families and friends, and fell in love. Yes, I loved her back in December, but that was only the beginning. And Larissa was slower and more deliberate in her falling, but that's who she was. It took another month for her to say the words after I did, but I I never worried. I was just like, aww. Yeah, because he said it on the eighth day of Hanukkah. <laughs> I would be terrified, like, just be like, What? I, I can't say much because I knew I was going to marry my husband the first time we talked online, so. You're better than me, man. Um, I knew, I mean, I knew I was falling in love with him, like, the first three days. And I don't, I don't fall in love easily. Like, I've never been that girl. But I knew, like, knowing him, he was my everything, and I already knew that. Like, I already knew that, like, we were meant to be together no matter what. And so... It's a whole thing, and so I get it. I get where he's coming from in that. Because like, there's just some part of you that clicks into place, and you're like, okay, this is my person. This is how I get along. This is my, my love. Mm-hmm. And so I get it, and I loved it. Oh, it was so cute. So and you're so, like, literally a Hallmark movie is what you're telling me. You're welcome. Yes. I am literally a Hallmark movie. I even did the whole, like, moving countries. You know, you move I'm from just not the big, royalty. You move from the big city to the country. Isn't that and then I move back to the big city. Yeah, it's fine. Because <laughs> I don't do country. I don't do country in the U.S. either. <laughs> oh, I don't either. Look, oh. country to me is Holiday Inn. Okay? Like, hotel, that's my baseline. Holiday Inn. Um, <laughs> you're welcome for that. Um, but yeah, and they, like, they're celebrating, what are they celebrating, Yom Kippur? Yeah. He's fasting, and he's like the biggest baby because he's always hungry. He's hangry. I mean, his words. He's hangry. I get hangry too, and I get it so much. But yes, and it's just sweet because they're like, um, his mom was like, "Yeah, he's always eating," and she goes, "I think it's cute." Said Larissa, "You're so in love. It's fucking adorable." Said Helena, "I love her sister. I don't mm-hmm. even care. I'm gonna figure out which book is hers, and I'm gonna be thrilled about it." What I've been I hope I hope she's in that series because she's got so much like it feels like she's part of the series and you just haven't read her book. Yeah. I just I just want to be friends with her sister. Don't at me. And then like Logan and Vivi, which is her niece, uh like gathered up and were like apparently over in the corner like plotting the world's demise. Oh, I love it. It was awesome. And then, of course, you know, there's, like, the, the happy ending, like, this is our life, this is our love, this is where we're going to go. But, like, I just, I loved the story. 
Mm-hmm. And at first, I wasn't sure if I liked it or not. It took me a couple of days to really think about it if I liked it. And I realized later that I did like it because it was more hallmarky than I realized. And looking back, I was like, oh, this plot meets this beat. And I was like, oh, it's a hallmark movie, but not. Yeah. I'm here for it. So, so. Avi has a story. I can't remember what Elena's. John. Oh, I don't think mm-hmm. she has a book. <gasps> How is that possible? What? Yeah, there's a James. Yeah. <gasps> there's a James, and Anna, and a Will. A Joe. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't. I can't. What? There's a Charlie. I'm. And then there's an Avi. And I'm just like, no, I need to know. <laughs> uh. Which, by the way, this one was published in 2018. I don't think I mentioned that. But so it's, like, fairly new. Yeah. And then, like, the one before this is Fix Her Up, which is Avi's story. Yes. Which I'm here for that, too. But I want Helena's. Which, by the way, apparently Fix Her Up was originally called Pixie Cut. Aw. Oh, because of hair. His hair, yeah. Like, I wish... I kind of wish that, like, the authors wouldn't change their titles just because some people don't get it. Because, like, the one before that was called Cut Free. That seems like something happened and she had a read. I and mean, it was, like, Cut Loose and yeah, I think with it was new a... content. Yeah. I wonder if it's all his family. I think it is because it's, like, they're all talking about cutting. Yeah. Like, hair cutting. I'm guessing they, they made them change it. If you bet I'm not going through all of her series... Trying to find Helena? Yes! <laughs> I want Helena's story. <laughs> I know my friend well enough by now. <laughs> because oh. Helena has the best backstory. I want to know more. I, oh, I want to know her story. Yeah. Like, okay, Julia Rules, if you're listening, please, please give us Helena's story. You could make it like a, like... 2.5 if you need to. Make it a novella of like 20,000 words. I just want to know how this woman went from being like an erotic like writer with a dungeon room in the basement to like connecting to her <laughs> little sister Larissa. Like I need, I need, a, I need like at least a novella. Please. I need something. I need something. Because uh. there's, there's so much material there. We want to, we want to see. Uh. Pretty please, with cherries on top. I just want it. Oh, nope. I've gone through a couple of her series already. <laughs> Julia, oh. please. I don't think there is one. I'm very upset. I'm going to tweet at her. Oh, good. Go for it. I'd be like, is there a Helena series? I'm just asking for a friend. The friend is me. <laughs> because we're reviewing a cozy life. I don't, I, I just, I want it. I want it. We need, we need, please. Please? Everyone, please tweet. Helena is the best. <laughs> to, to, to follow the healing bosoms, justice for Helena. <laughs> tell us where, how she got her dungeon. Tell us. I, I tell us how she became a sex writer. Like, I want to know how she, like, started writing erotica. And I say sex writer because of the words she uses in the book, not because that's what she writes, but, like, the, the tonality she has in this book. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Please. Ugh. Okay, so obviously we really like this book. Um, I'm going to give it eight candles out of eight candles. I'll give it five vodkas out of five vodkas. 
<laughs> oh, we forgot to mention our latka sucks. <laughs> yes. There's just so, like, and it's like Lemony Snicket's the screaming latkas, latka socks. And I was just uh. like, I don't know what this is, but I want it. <laughs> I just want latka socks. I'm going to look this up. I loved it. Like, this was such a good book. It was so much fun. And I'm so glad it was so much better than the original one. And I was like, this one has got, like, such. <laughs> By the way, the book's called The Latka Who Couldn't Stop Screaming. <laughs> Well, if the Latka can't stop screaming, we got bigger problems. Um, it's perfect for 2020. The Latka can't <laughs> stop screaming. The lambs haven't stopped screaming. <laughs> I haven't stopped screaming. It's... <laughs> okay, so this is a really good episode. Yes, 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 because I know you guys are all listening. And if you'd like to hear more of Courtney, because Courtney is my ADHD partner here. Uh <laughs> We always go off the rails, far, far off the rails, sometimes in a completely different continent sometimes. But anyway, so so where can they find you, Courtney? You can find me at the Cult of Domesticity on all podcatchers and things. I'm on all the social medias. Uh, I probably will be making latkes today, if not potato <laughs> zucchini fritters. Um, yeah. And I'm going to be starting a food Instagram probably in the new year. So, because I can't commit enough. Yeah. You know. Because you make bread like four times a week. I can't do that. That's so much bread. (laughs) Um, But the basic premise, and I'll probably post when I finally decide on the title, um, is that anytime you see those recipes on the internet and you're like, I don't really know, I want to test those out. Like, let me make that weird shit. Are you going to be on Pod, ap- Pod Appetit? I don't know. You should. Because some of those recipes have to come from the Appetit people. I, I mean, I do want Claire's cookbook. So. Oh, um, I like, I started watching, oh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Um, The lady in the Delish movies? The Delish ones? Ah, she lives in, like, um, New York. Julia? Is that her name? Um, but, like, she does, like, these challenges where, like, she makes, like, uh, like seven or eight meals for, like, 20 bucks a week or whatever. Oh, and I was just yes. like, I love... No, June. That was her name. June. I was thinking Julia because I was listening to Julia. June. I like her. I sit here and just watch her videos for, like, hours. I just I'm like just that like, she does affordable ones. Yes. And, like, I just... I like the fact that, like, she also changes up what she makes with it. So, like, mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to find. Yeah, she'll make, like, crazy things. I got lost in it for a while. I was just like, I want to, can we keep her? Because she just be on my, she's on my YouTube all the time because I watch her all the time. So, mm-hmm. yes, I get lost in recipe lands. That's... I also like that Alec, Alex, whatever his name is, he's a Greek guy. I can't oh. say his last name. I can't say Greek last names. Um, My mouth just, <clears throat> um. But, like, he's really good. I'll have to send you the link. Because, like, he makes a lot of um, Greek recipes and stuff. But he made, like, um, the Greek snowflake cake the other day. Snowflake cake? Yeah. It's like, it's like it's, you put it, like, there's actually a mold that's a snowflake. You can actually put it in to make it look exactly like a snowflake, too. Ooh. Uh-huh. I'll send you the link to that because I was, like, fascinated by it. I watch a lot of YouTube videos where they I cook. I do, too. 
I mean, that, that's why I like these books that talk about food. And, like, if you mention Alodka, I'm going to read whatever you're writing. I don't care. The, that was Crazy Rich Asians, the first book, made me so hungry. Ugh. I never read that. It's, it's a good, lighthearted, somewhat. There's some problems with it, but just representation-wise. Like, yes, it's an Asian book, but they also are very, apparently, white Asians, which was... Part of the problem when they cast the movie, I guess, yeah. too, they're like, like we really can't say a lot except for Singapore is very diverse. <laughs> yeah, and I, was like, I remember that. I remember all that when that came out, but I didn't. I never read the book, so I was never quite sure. Oh, if you love reading romance novels with food, and I, I say it's, I'd say it's it's more of a rom com than anything like but with food. Definitely read the first book. Okay. I was like, I want all the dumplings. And they're like, like there's footnotes for it to describe it. And I was just like, I'm so hungry right now. Oh, if you like, um, if you like cozy mysteries, mm-hmm. uh, I highly recommend the Coffee House Mysteries by Cleo Coyle. They actually have recipes in the back of the book, like actual recipes that she makes in the book. They tell you how to make them. And like, they make like, like, desserts like butter bars like um mm-hmm. there's some kind of like butter bars and they've also got like coffee recipes and all kinds of stuff i i'm here for this yes this is why i'm telling you because i know you enjoy eating just like me i mean my oh. roundness tells me i enjoy eating so i know this for a fact but still yeah i mean there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that i like my roundness it's my roundness no one else can have it i mean you worked on that very hard I did. Do you know how much food I had to eat to make this roundness? It was not an easy task. It took me almost 40 years. I'm happy about it. I love when people are like, don't you want to like lose weight? And I'm like, I worked hard. I I work hard and I like to eat. Please don't judge me. I mean, that's the same thing. Like I enjoy cooking. Again, that's why I love these kind of books because it's like, it feels comforting. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I don't know when you'll be back, because who the hell knows what my schedule is going to be like, because COVID times. It there may the be a vaccine, but it's still COVID times, because there's not enough vaccines for the entire planet, because there's like seven and a half, what, billion people. So, it'll be a hot second. Um, but until that time. It's been real. It's been fun. It's, it's been, been real, real. fun. <laughs> <laughs> we spent like what nine seventy five percent of the year talking to each other about books so we're good yeah uh <laughs> we've had a great year and i suggest for your eight days of i guess when this comes out hanukkah's over but for your holiday quarantining i suggest you listen to them all and if you feel sad join her patreon and listen to us read the covid romance book because i was crying she was crying i'm sure sven was crying oh yeah it'll bring joy about a, a medium length python <laughs> which we we determined was about like what 10 feet or so it's so <laughs> too big ma'am are you okay oh also my other favorite quote was when she fucked the farmer's cross-eyed son eyes straight she uncrosses eyes with the power of an orgasm so if you want more comments like that check out the patreon <laughs> I'm just and that's your exclusive. Patreon. That's exclusive to Patreon too. It's never going to be live on there, so you have to listen to it there. Yeah, you know, as a Christmas gift, Jessica, just mm. be like, "Here you go, Merry Christmas." <laughs> and you can hear it. Wait, and you can hear it for only two dollars a month. Yeah, that's exclusive a good deal. content is only two dollars a month. 
it's a pretty good deal, actually, because there's a lot of stuff in there. And Sven and I have been watching Christmas movies, and we're going to record some things about them. Oh, yeah. The next... The next episode for this podcast will be he and I talking about a love-inspired Harlequin, his first Harlequin he's ever read. Oh, dear. And it's called, like, the Christmas Twins, so. Is it, like, the princess switch? And you're just like, why? Oh, no. Apparently, it's, like, something about, like, they're trying to figure out, like, the, 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 like, how the twins are, like, how to be, like, authority figures, like, you know, parental figures, whatever. Anyway, it's pretty interesting he's reading it now and he's writing notes about it he's got to read it quickly i can read it in like a day because hard ones don't take me a while but like i'm letting him read it and he's making his he's got little notes and everything guys like he's making like legit notes i love it on paper he's actually writing them down i love it so much he's not me and just doing uh kindle notes no he's not on kindle it's actually a paperback book oh even better I brought it from me. I, I, well, I didn't bring it from me, but I had it like in my stuff that my mom sent me this last time, and like all my books were in there to kind of balance it out. So I have like a couple of Harlequins and stuff like that in there, and this was one of the ones. And I'm like, score, because I was going to do it last year, but I moved, so I didn't have time to bring it. And so now, now you do. Yes, Harlequin. Mm-hmm. That'd be the first Harlequin that I've ever done on the podcast. Yeah. And it's our Christmas episode because every mm-hmm. year we try to read something or watch something. So. I like it. That's our Christmas gift to the world. <laughs> Listening to us being a couple and nauseatingly Cute. like Larissa and you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm here for it. Not mad. <laughs> It'll be coming it. up on Christmas. Ugh. It'll drop. So it'll drop like eight days from now, nine days, something like that. If we know. ever get off this call and let Sven edit it while he just sits there and slowly cries himself to why nah. can't they stop talking. <laughs> Nah, that's one. We actually kept it like very much lower than normal, guys. Just for the record, that is true. Okay, all right. <laughs> so I will end the call, but we will not stop talking. But I will end the call. Yeah. <laughs> You'll end the recording. Yes. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Happy <laughs> Hanukkah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>guys enjoyed the episode i had a ball i'm so glad i was able to find a hanukkah book that was happy and joyful and beautiful and everything amazing i really really want this to be a good thing and a good day if you guys have any other suggestions please let me know and i especially want to thank ali williams for helping me on twitter because she gave me a whole list of options and This is the one we came up with based on opportunity and length and a couple of other reasons, but I really appreciate it. If you guys want to catch us on any social media, I say us because, well, I have guests all the time, right? You can find me, the host, at Damsel's Podcast for Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon. You can also find me at Damsel's Podcast at gmail.com and we also have the damselspodcast.com which is just the main website where you can listen to all previous episodes and get a little bit of access also we have a store and I kind of forget to talk about it sometimes but we have this really cool tea public store and I will link to you the information and you know we can go from there I also want to 
say that it's been a really hard year for us in 2020. It's been chaotic and full of everything. Oof. But there's been a whole lot of joy. And I want Christmas month is what I call it. But it's actually just holiday month. I want holiday month to be full of happiness. And I want to spread that. And if there is any kind of holiday book that I should be reading please let me know so I can prepare for next year because I love to read ahead and I like to read all about a bunch of different backgrounds and a bunch of different experiences and you know as much as I like my hallmark I also want to be a little bit more inclusive because I feel like you guys have been nice enough to include me so I want to extend that back out I want you guys to have a good day. That's it. Just have a good day. No matter what, the smallest little moment in your day, have a good one. Like, even if it is just finding that penny on the sidewalk because that penny is making the difference of having $2.99 or $3 so you can go catch a burger or catch some chips. Or if you're really smart, you'll find a place to get some latkes because damn talking with Courtney I never really want a vodka but I can't go find those so easily around here well I could but I'm in Germany we're all shut down right now so have a good time we'll have a new episode coming out in a couple days for Christmas as always because it's seasonal tradition bye guys (laughs) 